In my last video in the Justin Evans case, I talked about the discrepancies in the Saturday road trip timeline to Barrie, Ontario by Justin's roommates, his best friend Bud and Bud's girlfriend Kiera. I have a lot more to say on those two, stay tuned for that. But today we're going to explore some other possibilities in the case and some things that there's a lot of chatter about. This case is very convoluted and to sort through all the BS, one would need a special task force 24-7. I'm not kidding. In the last little while, there have been three names that have been mentioned and brought up in this case, aside from Kiera and Bud. So we're gonna explore a little bit of each of them in this video. Now that Justin has been found, the question is, who else is involved? Or who could have potentially been involved in this case? And or do they know something or hiding something more? The three people that have been consistently brought up in the last little while are Ken McKinney, who's Bud's biological grandfather and adopted father, a neighbor named Lucas who has been living in the area in the last six months, and Justin's brother, Warren. Now, I want to make this clear. I have never accused anyone of killing Justin. Not one time. I haven't accused Kiera. I haven't accused Bud. I haven't accused anyone. I am saying there's outright lies being told, and that's a fact. And I do have questions as to why that is. And from what I see, and many of you out there see, Kara's not telling the truth. She knows something more. Same goes for Bud. What exactly that is, I don't know. And in my opinion, there'd have to be more than two people involved in this. Especially having to move Justin to another location from the shed. Either he was moved once, or potentially more. Stay tuned for that video as well. But today, let's explore the others. So let's talk about person number one, Ken McKinney. As I mentioned, Ken is Bud's biological grandfather and adopted father. Now, Justin lived with Ken, Ken's wife, Glenna, Bud, and Bud's girlfriend, Kiera. They lived in a small trailer in a trailer park. Justin liked living there and he appreciated it. It was also said that Justin was loved by that family in the household. Well, aside from Kiera who openly stated she disliked Justin. And she also even said, and I quote, I used to dread thinking about having you in our wedding party. Justin helped the family and household by paying rent, paying for things like satellite TV, and helping out here and there. Now, both Glenna and Ken are much older. Ken is in his 70s. Ken was inserted in the story very early on by Bud. Bud had said that Ken was with him in Barrie on Saturday the 12th, two days before Justin was reported missing. That statement was later recanted, and then Kira, who likes to speak for others, or specifically for Bud, said that it wasn't Bud who said that. And she said she's not saying it wasn't said, but it wasn't by Bud. The story then turned to Bud and Kiera, who went shopping in Barrie, and Ken is no longer mentioned in this timeline. And then it was explained that Ken was drunk that day, and that's why Bud picked up for him, to cover for Ken being drunk. Now, Ken does have a history with alcohol and a serious one. It is said that he is an alcoholic by many people. Now, in a newspaper article a few years ago, it stated that Ken was charged with drinking and driving back in August of 2016. He had three times the legal limit of alcohol in his blood, and while driving, he hit a cement barrier. He was arrested and charged with impaired driving and was sentenced to $2,000 in fines and prohibited from driving for a year. Now, he has two other impaired driving charges as well from the 90s. There's also talk about abuse, and in one instance, 
Not too long ago before Justin went missing, there was an altercation. It happened between Bud and Ken at the trailer and it turned violent. Ken was drunk, Bud hit Ken, Ken fell and cracked his head open, and Ken was bleeding. When Ken fell, Justin stood in between Bud and Ken and Bud was going to punch Justin and Justin said, are you seriously gonna punch me? And then Bud backed off. Justin says, we gotta call 911, but there was a major problem. The McKinney's didn't want Bud to get arrested. So Justin says, you're just gonna let him bleed? So the McKinney's decided to make up a story about what happened and Ken also participated in the fabrication. So 911 was called and the story then became Ken slipped and fell and hurt his head. Now, Bud and Ken are not known to really get along that great. But here in the McKinney household, they protected Bud and what really happened and even Ken went along with it. Now, Justin was not impressed about the situation and didn't want to be part of all the lies surrounding it. He told the household that he's not gonna lie and if he was asked what happened, he's gonna tell them the truth. It was said Justin then went to his room. Now, Justin has the justice card in him. He stood up for what was right and he has been known to be that way. This is not the only instance. And even Kiera, who disliked Justin, said, Justin always did the right thing. I think this is something that even bothered Kiera because he was that way. But again, another video. Now, interestingly, we see a similar pattern back in December when there's a delay in calling 911 and reporting Justin missing. So is it because Bud was being protected again? The same way that he was protected for beating a 70 year old plus old man? Or was someone else in that household being protected? It's possible, but why? Now on that day Justin was reported missing, Justin's mom, Jamie, asked the family if they called 911 while she was on her way to the scene, only it hadn't been done yet. So Jamie was yelling on the phone to Glenna, call 911. And here there's a four hour time gap according to the time when Bud said he woke up, which was around noon. Then it was said that he went to go check the shed. Again, more discrepancies up until the time that the call was made. Now, the shed wasn't just in disarray. There was blood in it. Enough for the authorities to believe that Justin didn't make it. And now here, Justin had the very same thing happen to him with that 911 call. The call that he fought for, for Ken. Justin knew the difference between right and wrong. And he always did what was right. And yet, no one stood up for what was right that day with Ken or the day that Justin needed help. And I've said it before, I believe Monday was the reporting day, not the actual day that Justin was hurt, killed, or disposed of. Let's move on to person number two, Justin's brother. Warren is Justin's older brother, and it's reported that two years ago, Justin and Warren had a falling out. Now, Justin hadn't seen Warren since the Christmas in 2019, which is a year before his disappearance. And at the time they were together, Justin's sister had described the Christmas together as cordial. Warren lives in a town around 25 minutes away from where Justin lived, and he didn't drive. Police have talked to Warren once, and that was it. Now, there was a rumor that Justin and Warren had a recent altercation before Justin went missing, but that was proven to be false. 
and the last time they spoke or saw each other was that year before. There are also allegations by a young woman towards Warren, and Justin was asked to testify, and a few people have been posting comments about this, and it's been clarified. What wasn't mentioned in the comments, and I received some clarification, was that there were multiple witnesses regarding Warren and this young lady, and the response also was, never, not once, were the two ever left alone to have done something like that. Now, let's move on to number three, Lucas, the neighbor. This has been a topic that has been brought up quite a bit. There is a lot of confusion and chitter-chatter about Lucas, the neighbor. Lucas moved in the summer of 2020 to the trailer park. His trailer was right near the McKinney's. Lucas is described as friendly, salt-of-the-earth kind of guy, great guy. And Lucas died on January 6th, 2021. Lucas loved bike riding and going on trail rides, and he even bought a brand new bike at Christmas. It's not a cheap bike. It was said that Lucas committed suicide, but that hasn't been announced publicly. The authorities have stated that they are investigating this case, but haven't said if it's related or not to the case, but they are investigating. Now, Lucas had a job at the time of Justin's disappearance. He worked for a plumbing, heating, and electric company in Gravenhurst. And outside of work, he loved the outdoors. And as I said, Lucas liked to ride his bike and had just bought a new one. Lucas rode his bike in December and also in the new year on January 3rd, three days before his death. He even titled this bike ride in a post as First Ride 2021. Now, interesting to me that it's titled first as if there would be more, but three days later, he died and it was a shock. Now, I did see something that I'm not gonna quite mention yet, but it seemed as though he was struggling with something before he died. It's unsure as to what that is, but I do have questions. So Lucas and Justin knew each other and sometimes they would hang out and have bonfires together. When Justin talked to his family about his new friend, he would actually refer to him as the neighbor and he talked about hanging out around the fire. Now what's said about Lucas's death is that Lucas was found in the Aurelia area and was killed by a train. Aurelia is located around 25 minutes away from the home. Lucas is not here to defend himself, and we do not know the circumstances or the details as to how or why he died. The one thing I will say is, if there was any type of involvement, which I'm not saying there was, but if there was, it's really hard to make any sense of it. It's said that Kiera and Bud didn't know Lucas, and Kiera and Bud are proven to be lying about many things. Why exactly, we don't know. And if they didn't know Lucas, then it's really curious as to how this could connect. It doesn't make much sense to me, in my opinion. So it seems to me at this point that Warren is potentially ruled out. Seems like it. So now we have Ken and we have Lucas in the chatter. Ken, who would protect Bud no matter what it seems, even in extreme circumstances like he was faced before, and Ken, who's also the closest to Justin, Kiera, and Bud. And everything seems to be pointing back to that house, it seems, doesn't it? And then we have Lucas, who was an acquaintance with Justin, and then turns up dead four weeks to the day Justin was last seen at work. Is it related? Was it suicide? Did he see something he shouldn't and pay for it? Was he set up? Lucas was in his late 20s, and maybe it was suicide, and maybe it was something totally unrelated to Justin and unfairly included and suspected. And that's really sad and disheartening. And if that's the case, 
I sure hope that this situation isn't an opportunity for whoever was involved to blame an innocent man. And if there is more involvement, then I hope the truth comes out. Justin's body was found on May 19th. And here's what I know. It's highly unlikely there was only one person involved. In fact, it's my belief there were three, maybe even more. It would be very, very difficult, if not impossible, for one person to move Justin. Even for two people, it's a struggle. My husband, who's been a paramedic for over 17 years, has a lot of experience and has said just how difficult it is to do such a thing. Justin was six foot three and died in that shed. More than one person, more than two potentially, and potentially even more, in my opinion. And if we look at the common denominator, because there's always a common denominator, it always seems to lead back to the house and to those given statements that are outright lies and proven lies. Discrepancies are all over the place and some major red flags. So who helped move Justin and dispose of him like he's nothing? As I stated, I'm starting to question if he was moved more than once. The truth is coming. Results from Justin are hopefully gonna be this week or next. That's my guess. And to the people who are involved in this, you probably should worry a little bit right at this point. Maybe someone will start developing a conscience and contact the authorities and speak the truth for a young man who was killed and discarded in their own neighborhood. Please subscribe for more updates, give comments below, and give this video a like in support for Justice for Justin. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon.